We're back for another episode of Pewology. This is the show where the people in the pews are weighing in, and we're still talking recovery in the 12 steps, and we find ourselves together talking about step eight and nine. Oh, we're going to do a combo, I mean, eight what, and nine. I just, okay, we, we don't we have did, to. We did six and seven. We don't have to. Oh, no, they're no, so, no, no, But they're no, no. close. They're, they're, I, okay, so let me read these eight to you. Eight and nine tight. are very close. They are very close. They're only one away. Yeah, they're <laughs> very close. <laughs> does one lead into the other? It does. <laughs> all right, step eight. Here we go. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to all of them. Step nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So let's go slow. Let's start with it. say whenever or wherever? This says when. When, when, Read that one more time. It says, made direct amends to such people... I'm sorry. Wherever possible. Okay, I was okay. gonna say. I know that. I know that word. Axel's head almost because, exploded yeah. because when it's if it's whenever, I'm like, then I'm never gonna do it. <laughs> it's wherever possible. No, it's wherever possible, except when. That's what I thought you were asking. Yeah. Except when to do so would injure them or others. Let's go slow. Let's start with eight. Made a list. When I read this, I was like, okay. So step eight is really you're not making the amends yet. You're just making the list, right? It's a, of it's the a people. Yeah, clerically heavy step. You know, so it's yeah. a clerical you made step. The, the book is very cl- clear cut. You made the list when you did step four. I know because you started with all the all the, the, the resen- wrongs. So yeah. the resentments, yeah. So the areas of resentment. There's always something where I was dishonest. You know, yeah. so was, with every person I was resentful, I I had some part to play. It's not the victim. Yeah. Let's clarify that. Um, and the conduct inventory, the relationship inventory is all me, all the things that I've done. Yeah. So then those, it's a list. The conduct inventory is a list of all the people I've harmed, right? Okay. So that's what it literally says right here. We have a list of all persons we have harmed to whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory. We subjected it, uh, ourselves to a drastic self-appraisal. Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. Mm. Uh, how long was your, like, how many names do you think were on your list when you started making Step 8? When you started doing Step 8? How many names you come up with? On your 8 list. You know, on your 8 list. You star. Um, by my first one, about, like, 20. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, you, you think that's too little? For Axel, <laughs> I, I kind of do. Like I thought, <laughs> like sixty. We have a little, I kind of thought. Look, I kind of thought. Man, that sounds okay. Underwhelming. So, so think about it like this: it was um, my mom, um, my my baby mom, my my kids, my brother, my sister, and then um, a couple of my friends. Okay, and then the rest were like people. In the hood, like, or um, that's like the initial, like the, what was rotting in the fridge. I mean, I, I can go back as far as the um, the people who I beat up when I was in, in, in high school, yeah. you know, the, all the times I was I was either jumped or they jumped me. And then we were like back and forth. Where, like, right. I, there's a long laundry list of people who I, I mean... Like I've tried to reach out or try to find or try to even remember their first and last name. Right. You know, there's like so. If you were to talk about all, okay, you're talking about close to three hundred. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that was okay. So people who significance. Are, I like your phrase right in the fridge. I like 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 it's like you open the fridge. It's like right there. It's like oh, we got to rid rid of that. Yeah. yeah, those are the big ones. The big ones. Yeah. yeah. Right. The big it's, ones. It's, how, many, how many names do you think are on your list? Um, you know, the list comes from the fourth step. And then when you do your fifth step, if your sponsor's worth his salt, he'll he'll listen to some of the ones on your harms list. You know, when you're doing okay. your fifth step, he'll say, Oh, star that one. Star that one. Like in my case, okay. mom comes up like every Fifth mention is mom, mom, mom. Yeah, I got major mom issues, you know, not yeah. to be stereotypically Jewish, but I have an issue with my mom. And um, and so he was able to be uh, insightful enough to say, okay, yeah, we should star your mom. We should star your dad. We should star any one of the stories that I gave him in my fifth step 
that were significant. Right. You know, but then there was one, like there's one that I, I can't forget. I was once driving down uh, the the 59th Street Bridge in Manhattan. Okay. Right. And it's like, tr- it's like rush hour. And I got into an accident and it was totally my fault, right. you know, completely and utterly my fault. And it was this nice couple from like upstate New York. I don't know what they were doing in the city right. amongst, you know, the, the sharks, but they were there and they were like so sweet. And, um, and I convinced them because there was so much traffic and, you know, cars yeah. were literally blocking, the you know, bridge. blocking the bridge, right. Yeah. Like, like destroying people's, um, people's ability to get home from the city. And so I was like, look, I'm going to call it in to the insurance company. This is, by the way, this is going back. Yeah. Know, this is like in 2000, you know, uh, or before that. And, and I was like, I'm going to call the insurance company. I'm going to let them know that I did it. And they were like, are you really going to do this? And I'm like, yes, yes, I will take the blame. Don't worry. I'll make sure this gets done so you guys can have your car paid for it. And then, of course, the next day, I called the insurance company. I was like, they hit me. <laughs> Right? Oh, it was like such a scummy scumbag move. Oh, move like the bro. scummiest, you know, the scummiest. Uh, imagine and, and you're here. I'm not saying that's completely out of character, but even for me, that was, you know, on you the spectrum. I like, felt very guilty about uh, that one. And then once I, I put that on my on my fifth step, you know, I right. put that on my fourth step and then shared it. And um, not that my sponsor was like, star that one. Yeah. But I said, you know, that one really bothers me to, to this day. I feel they're like the nice people. So, um, so yeah, you know, he was like, all right, we'll star that one too. And I was like, okay, that one I would really like to make because I have the money yeah. and I could call them. I say, like, here's, yeah. you know, whatever it costs you. And mm-hmm. I'm really, really sorry about it. They'd probably be like, who is this? You know, they might not even remember, sure. but, but um, I couldn't get their names. You know, I, I don't even know who insured me back then. Right. And then I called my insurer now and it, it could have been Geico or it could have been Progressive. Yeah. I called both those companies and they're like, we don't keep records from 20 yeah. years ago. So we can't just look it up. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I let it go. But that one still nags at me, and I yeah. wish I could make that amends. Only because, though, you know, it's an easy one to make. Hey, I screwed up. I basically stole from you, and here's some money. And yeah. that's a good one to make. Yeah. But the ones I don't want to make are the ones that I really should make. The close ones. The, you find the, the the really close, familiar family. The Either family that or, ones. Yeah. My or mom, the hardest. Or the ones to our enemies to too. Yeah. The oh, ones yeah. that like. Who we resent for. Where we have an ongoing resentment for. Uh, Who wants to make an amends to someone that you have a resentment for? Uh, or if you committed a crime and you had to go make and, amends. And there's a chance that, yeah, there's a there could be a component to yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. How, what did, so have you started the amends process with mom? You know, that's funny that you asked because just in the last two weeks, I sat down with my sponsor and I told him, you know, I remember another sponsor telling me, um, you really need to do this. Yeah, but I don't want to do it. You know, I'm just not comfortable with it. And I don't want to do it because I can't even imagine myself not having, having a good done. relationship with my mother. Like, I don't even want a good relationship with my mother. She's, it's an ongoing <laughs> resentment that I- That's I, so great. I don't even want a good one. Yeah, yeah. You know, like- Do you have much of a relationship now? What's the context? So, like, so tell me what it's like. How many times you talk to her a year? Oh, no, no. I mean, we see each other at least, a couple, you know, twice a month. I go down and visit. They live in Boca. They're all oh, okay. Jewish people live in Boca. Yeah. So I go visit them all the time. Oh, okay. What I really want But you just have, ignore this, 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 like, this thing that's under the carpet. You just ignore it. It's the not thing there. That's the thing that's under the carpet. The elephant in the room. <laughs> the really, in the room. It's, it's hard to ignore because my mother is extremely controlling okay. and she's just, there's a lack of awareness. And basically how I behave when I'm getting high right. is basically how she behaves all the time. Right. She doesn't need right. heroin or alcohol okay. to behave that way. That's just the way she is. Right. And uh, where he gets it from. the level right. of control, you know, the level of control that she feels like she has to exert over every situation to be involved in every injury, to answer everybody's question. I mean, if she was sitting right here she would and you asked me a question, she'd answer it. Yeah. And if I asked you a question, she'd answer it for you too. <laughs> you know, it'd be a one man podcast, one woman podcast. <laughs> so that's, that's my mom, right? She'd ask and answer the questions. Yeah. And to sit there and tell her, you know, I don't think that it's going to make her any better, but that's what my original sponsor, he said, listen, Man, this is about how free do you want to be? Yeah. You know? So did you ever do it? So I know I never did it. And okay. so I sat down with my my sponsor now and I said, all right, maybe it's time that I should do this. You know, I need to take another step in the program or, you know, how free do I want to be? Well, this is a big one in my life. Okay. So I really want this one. I really want this one off my chest. And yet at the same time, I can't conceive of having a relationship with her that doesn't include this resentment because it's ongoing. Every time I sit with her, it's the same, it's yeah. the same crap. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I just... I just think like I love the idea that you have this step and you can almost fall back 
on the step. You can be like, look, I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to have this conversation. Like you almost can, like it can almost start from like not necessarily the most truest heartfelt place. It's almost like, like my hands are cuffed here. I've got to do this. So let's start having this conversation. Yeah. Like you're almost being forced to by the program. Yeah. But in. like, okay, whatever. And, and, fake it till you make it. Whatever. Like you get, get it going. It gets the ball rolling. Cause I think that's the hard part, right? It's like, there's so much water under the bridge. There's so much stuff there. It's like, ugh, yeah. With your parents or your, you know, somebody so close to you. It's like, oh yeah. You don't want even want to regurgitate most of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where do know? we start? Well, when I was four. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> That's right. So, and, like, you know, I don't even know what would happen by making this amends to my mother. And I don't know if it would improve my relationship with my mother. But as as it's, uh, you know, as it's promoted in the program, right. what they'll say is it's not about improving your relationship with your mother. It's about you being relieved from that, from this wow. resentment that you have, Wow. you know, and, yeah. and I don't want to, I, I mean, I want to be relieved of that. And, uh, but I just, I feel that by going to my mother and asking to make an amends, that would only empower her ego. To go further. You know? You would yeah, be worried you know, about it. I was right all along. Here you are making an amends to me. I mean, I don't know if that's what would happen. But, but do you worry that like, and I know you probably know this. I'm just saying out loud what you probably already know, but just for the sake of everybody else who's listening, do you worry that like, you're almost preemptively thinking through the negative possible outcomes and not allowing yourself to like go through the motions. Yeah, and it of could be I'm, something more positive than you're thinking. Most definitely. As a matter of fact, with this program, almost everything is like that. You, know, you, you don't know what the other side is right. of all these things that we do, especially spiritually speaking, until you experience it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so on you that alone, I'm willing to do it. Go through the fire. Right. Yeah. And on that alone, I'm willing to go through it. You know, I'm just like the, okay, you've sold me that something amazing is going to happen. How free do I want to be? I want to be real free. Yeah. So I want to do this. I'm going to do this yeah. as you guys are telling me, but I still have hesitation. And so before I can do it, I have to pray for her for like yeah. two weeks. We have a special prayer, the sick man prayer. Ooh, and, what is it? Um, you know the sick man prayer? I don't think I've read the sick man prayer. You yeah, definitely have read the sick during man the fourth step. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, yeah, yeah, that is the sick man. Called. I don't know. If you guys yeah. call it that? It's the sick man step. prayer. Yeah, it's okay. literally called the sick man's the sick man's prayer. Yeah, sick man's prayer. But um, you know what? What I'm hoping is oh uh, yes, 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 yes. You know, yes, by yes. doing that prayer as right. prescribed by my sponsor for two <laughs> weeks, that the resentment will diminish enough for me to say okay let There's me an opening let me, yeah to have a, an opening. Um, a kind and tolerant view you know yeah. to have a more, having yeah. having a, a kind and tolerant view allows us to have an opening to where we're willing to make an amends you know who's the hardest person you've had to make amends with so far the hardest person yeah it was at the very beginning um there was two hardest people because there was two crimes committed all right. Okay. And um, the first one was like the first original, like initial, um, part was I, I pawned the bike that my ex employer's son died on. Oh, wow! So, I was five days. Dude, I was five days clean, oh. and I was um, I was swimming in her pool. <laughs> I was supposed to be cleaning up the lawn, but I was swimming in her pool because they said I I can swim in her pool <laughs> whenever I want. And um, you were just like, today's the day. Yeah. And then, Hot. Uh, and then, <laughs> no, her her daughter lived in a separate house on the property, and she came up to me. She's like, Hey, Axel, I've been looking for my brother's bike, and I'm like, because we, me and um, I forgot her husband's name. We want to go on this bike ride, and I just I can't seem to find it. Have you seen it in the shed or anything? I was like. And I'm like five days. I'm like, man, I gotta be, do the spiritual thing. And I was like, hey, so I stole the bike and I pawned it. Like you right, told her right, right then. I'm like drawing no myself off. No you just prep. did it. You just, just jumped. Is that your immense? No, no, no. Oh, that was, that was just that, like that the beginning. She was the like, mouth. She, was like <laughs> just, she was like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm going to AA, and I'm like five days clean, and I'm like on a crack binge. I fucking. Sold it. I sold it, and then uh, I pawned it. How did she it. react? How did she react? She was like, "We're gonna, we got to go get this bike." And then, like on the way back to the uh, shop, it was uh, the furniture land right over there on OBT. Um, furniture I'll, land. You pawned it at furniture. No, 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 no. Furniture I, land. I was bike. working at oh, furniture. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. And I was on the way back to furniture land. The That's owner. Like the worst. She called the owner, the uh, the guy who was dating her mom, 
who I stole the bike from, right? And he was like, he was, thank God, like 25 years in a, he's like, look, this is what we got to do. You're going to go get the bike right now. And then you're fired. I'm like, okay. And um, whenever uh, Kathy comes back, you got to make amends to her. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So then I, I, I came back and she like wanted me to go, go to jail. I made amends. But it wasn't until like a, the year after that, I came back and made it a proper amends. It was like, look. Um, it was kind of really easy because she understood that I was sick and yeah. then I was, um, yeah. she had already got her bike back, her son's bike back. Um, it was really simple and it was easy after that fact. But you had the, the money to get the bike back or they gave it you? It was only 20 bucks. Okay. But you, at this point, like you're five days clean. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they got the money. They gave me the money. For okay. The <laughs> they took it out of the check, but, um, that, and then the, um, after I relapsed and I came back, I owed some money to my ex girlfriend, Sugar Daddy, because I caught, I cashed some checks in his name. Your ex girlfriend, Sugar Daddy. Yeah, so my ex girlfriend had a Sugar Daddy, and (laughs) we are deep into the weeds. And she, (laughs) she, she had found a checkbook, and we cashed some checks in his name. Well, we as how much did you go for? Like on the first check, do you go? You go. Five hundred. So, Gee, my, I mean, way to go, go big, big go yeah. home. That was I didn't think I did enough. So, <laughs> you made amends to him to the sugar, yeah, to yeah. The sugar so daddy. I, um, yeah, but you think he would know that pretty quick? Like five hundred comes out of your account, you think you'd know? No, he really quick. He had maybe a, maybe the guy was no, just he, balling. And no, he, he was, was just balling. Oh, he's like, balling out. Yeah, because when I, I owed him about like two grand, and I was like, hey, uh, so I cast some checks for your name. When I was dating Ginger, and I just want to know how can I pay you back. He's like, how much was it? He's like, that was chump change. Don't ever call me back. I was like, whoa, water over That's the bridge. That's what he said? That's what he said. So where was, did the amends come in for that one? The amends, that was it. I, I reached out to him and asked him, how can I pay him back? So that I, was, I that thought was, I was going to go to jail. But that was, was one of the hardest ones? That was one of the hardest ones? Bro, I didn't want to go to jail. Right, right. Oh, just you mean harder to make you were, It was fe- yeah. the fear of what checked. could happen. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Like For one, I stole the bike and pawned it. Yeah. You know, I could have went to jail for that. Right. The other one was uh, I cashed some checks in, in, in somebody else's name. Right. Could have went for jail, to jail for that. And, like, both times I was met with grace. Like, yeah. it was like... um. That the second time was like, yo, he threw me. The first time it was met with grace. The second time he just like threw me out of the office. That, that's the term. How long was like, did it take the between alone. the first and the second bad check you wrote? Like a day. Like, yeah, I'm about to say because like once you get away with the first time, you're like, let's. Well, like, I was like, oh, it's five hundred. I mean, that lasted one day. Like between the both of us, you blew through that in a day. Oh man, five hundred dollars worth of crack down, down, gone. Yeah. I mean, have you never smoked crack before? <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't I'm know how not, that works. I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not like so. Like, there's a there's a saying. It's like whenever you start crack, you it's like you literally put up a sale sign on everything. It's like everything must go. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever cash you have available to you is gone. Is gonna be gone. It's gone quick, boy. Dang. Yeah. Um. That and then, um, those are the two hardest. It was like. Having to do those, um, the ones that I still don't like to have to make is like the ones that my baby mama had to make because I, I have to deal with her and she's the mother of my son. So and that's because that's ongoing. That's an ongoing yeah, it makes deal. it tough. Like she continues to piss. Like it's like his mom. Yep. Like he's yeah. tied to her. He's. Yeah. I'm tied to this woman. I never want to have anything to do with her. Yeah. You know, but the fact is, she has my son. You know, and I'm like, man, like it went from like last year me wanting to kill her to like, all right. I'm, I, I made amends to her, yeah. you know, for saying some mad words, you mm. know. Really? Yeah. How, did you, how do you start? Like, when you go to see her, do you say, hey, you know, I'm in the program. I'm here to make amends. This is what I got to say? Or no, no, no. You, you don't go to her. And I'm like, no? Hey, no, you don't. Come on. Like, I would think you, that's the way I'd, I'd start every one of those conversations. Well, it just depends on the, the person. Like, some people are just going to be like, they're going to be like, oh, you, you're spiritual now? Oh, like uh, crackhead spiritual now. <laughs> so like, how do you no, start? How do you start? I like, hey, I I messed up. I did some wrong things. I was dishonest with you here in in this part. You have some powerpoints. Like, hey, I was, I did X, Y, and Z. Okay. And if there's anything I can do to make it up to you, I'm I would willing like to do it. Yeah, I would like to do it. Wow. You don't unless like the um it, 
the book talks about unless the spiritual approach is um, tactful, I, I, I guess the, you don't bring it up. I guess the reason I'm saying the way I'm saying it, right, is because we live in such, like, maybe I'm wrong, but we live in such a crappy world that the idea that you would go back to people you've wronged in the past and start a conversation that includes, hey, listen, five years oh, ago, God, a year no. ago, two years ago, I did this to you. I'm sorry. How can I make it? Is such an oddball. It's such an out of the blue, right? It's such an anomaly that it almost needs the context of like, hey, listen, I'm doing, I'm doing a whole this thing. thing. I'm doing a whole thing. It does, in my opinion. Right? So yeah. like it almost needs it just, that to like – because the other person's like, where is this coming from? Yeah, but you know how you say it's such an oddball thing in yeah. the world and yet – when it's executed, it's beautiful. It is, you it's know, it is. It, it, it if you went, want, how we were meant to live, amazing. it's how we were meant to live. Like, right. That, that that puts us back on this on this new path. Right. Right? Some people look. It just depends on the person. That's why I said like you can, but some people don't want to hear it. They're 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 so hurt by you that they don't want to hear that you're trying to do better. Oh, uh, like they want you. Know? you they want to think of you yeah. as like a piece of crap. Yeah. Let them think that uh, I'm still okay. using. Okay. You know, they like play. that. They like that version of you. Yeah. It makes them feel judgmental towards you. So it, it validates the fact that they can feel the way they feel against you. And and and, okay. and the I reason, didn't think about that. That's, yeah, and the reason why um we we have to do that is because like we're more sensitive. In my opinion, I'm more sensitive to the fact of all my wrongs. That that's why like, I need a solution to the problem. The problem is me, right? And mm-hmm. then I cause all my problems by doing selfish acts and, and causing more harm, right? Mm-hmm. And and the more I cause the more harm I cause, the more I feel bad about that. The more I need relief from the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a it's a cycle. never ending cycle of me causing numbing harm, harm yeah. numbing the pain, numbing the pain of the pain that I cause other people. Right. You know I'm, which I'm, just caused more pain. Which just caused more pain. <laughs> yeah. And then like I don't know how to stop it. Yeah. Like that's why um when when we go back to the four step, that's why resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anything else. Right? That's why it ties to all of this because if I'm resentful at this person, like let's uh, all right. Let me okay. Let, I'm gonna give you an example of like the mo- uh, one of the people in in my things. I was resentful towards black people in the hood. Just in general, just in general, like hood, hood people. If you and, were just in the hood, like it could be. And if you they black. sold drugs, you are unlucky enough to be black in the hood. Axel's not going to like you. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's where that's who I got the drugs from. You know. Okay, okay. So and, you and they would, they would, they, they, they used to do some, made me do some crazy things, like stand on a corner for like hours waiting for them, or like they would be like, "Yo, you let me hit you with a stick across your head, and I'll give you a free bag." And I'm like, okay. Or, really? or they're, they're like, oh, I'll jump you. Let, let, let us beat you up for 30 minutes. And then you, you'll get a 40. And I'll let them do the, these crazy things to me. You know? So, like, I had a, wow. a, I had crazy resentments against Does anybody. So, anybody I that, mean, it doesn't shock me. It doesn't shock me, but I'm still like, really, asshole? <laughs> Bro, I have, a res- like, I have a resilience. I have this power within me that, like, I, like, I can just, like, do... Like, like, yeah, you, you can bear down I, and get through. People can beat on me, like, and I just be like, all right, all right, where's my bag? <laughs> right, right. I mean, you must have been a very low bottom. In other words, you had no access to money <laughs> if you were letting people smack you over the head with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know but, but to explain um, some, uh, some maybe some brain some, damage, some, some kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so why I can't speak so well? <laughs> right, right, right. This is what caused it. <laughs> but Good uh, night, man, that is some crazy stuff, bro. Yeah, and, um. So that that gives you a sense of resentment against yeah. the whole. And then it would, it would like so like let's say well I come I come into recovery okay. and then anybody who can remind me of those people you associate I, it. I associate. I. I it's, that's why it's not really a resentment towards a person. It's a resentment against a principle. Mm. Every person I have, I've ever had a resentment against has always been a principle. You can change the name for a face, and if if Avi did the same thing, I'd be pissed off at him. Right. What yeah. hit you over the head with a stick? Huh? <laughs> for, <laughs> for crack. The crack. Yeah. You know, if you if you treated me the way the person uh, the people have treated me, if I if I was uh, reminded of that, then I'd treat you a certain type of way before I even knew you. I'd it's so dehumanizing. You. Yeah, I'd prejudge a certain person. Oh, like um, certain white people. You know, like that person in my mind clicks. Every person's white. Uh, every person who's white is racist, and that's mm. not true. Mm. Every person who's black is 
somewhat racist to everybody else or mm. any person who's Hispanic, I can't really trust because they might stab you in the back and they're talking shit, you know? Mm. It, and then I treat, I, I build up this wall around myself and then I, uh, I treat certain people a certain way and then I cause more harm. Yeah. And then, it, and then I feel bad about the harm that I've caused and I had to have solution. I need relief from all the things. Do you see that cycle going on again? You ever you ever made amends to somebody and it opened the door to like a new and deep relationship? Yeah, absolutely. That was my first experience with the with the ninth step, and I had an uncle who I had blamed for, and you know maybe today today he may have or he may have not caused me to end up going to federal prison oh, wow. for a real estate related charge. I worked for his company. Uh, I mean, I know it's not technically his fault. But I had blamed him for a very, very long time. That it was I had him. A very deep resentment. And this is a man. You felt who like was, he turned you in. You felt like he. No, not turned me in. I felt like he had sort of let me run wild and just you know what what I heard was that he had already known that there was a FBI investigation uh, of some of the business dealings, and he could have alerted me to that. Now, that's what I was thinking at the time, and mm. for the many years leading up to the experience I had with him. What's weird is what God does is is yeah. so amazing. What's incredible is that, you know, he lives in New Jersey. He's a very wealthy man. There's no reason for him to ever be in or around Central Florida. Right. And um, suddenly uh, he signed up to do this oxygen chamber treatment that they only offer in two places, Dubai and the villages of all places. Oh, and wow. I was going to do this treatment as well with my father and my mother. He was sitting in an oxygen chamber for two hours a day for 90 days. Okay. It's a whole thing. But anyway. Put that aside, you're stuck in this in this chamber for two hours a day, every day. And, and he's in there behold, with you? And lo and behold, he's in there with me. I mean, the man lives in New Jersey. I hadn't seen him in like eight years, nine years. And it just now, happened that he was in the chamber with Well, we knew we were, oh, we okay. were all going to be. What? We knew we were all going to be. But, <laughs> like, so happy. but still, but that it's created. It's a man I never saw. I never speak to. I never have a relationship. I haven't had a relationship right. with in many years. And then suddenly there's this opportunity i'm going to be in a chamber with him for the next 90 days and um and so i made an amends to him you know over the resentment i had i didn't talk about my resentment i just talked about here's what i thought happened and uh, i want to make an amends and um what blossomed out of that and he's a uh, he was, I should say, because this all happened just before he died, which is a whole nother amazing component of it that I got a chance to do this just before he died. Wow. I know others who had wow. resentments towards him in my family. And they've had to live with they it. They had to live with it. And the, the reaction to his death was very different from me than it was for some other people wow. because I had the opportunity to not only reinvigorate our relationship, yeah. but redefine it in a sense. Like suddenly he was an amazing man to me and yeah. he was there for me and he's a spiritual man. And, yeah. you know, like I was able to have this incredible spiritual experience. And what I want to do is zoom out for a second and recognize that our number one pitch in this book, like we have a pitch, okay. it's called The Promises. Okay. And we read it at most meetings. Okay. And it tells us, what life will be like if we do these steps. Okay. All right. And it tells us that we will not regret the past or wish to shut the door on it. We'll know the meaning of peace and serenity. We won't have fear of economic insecurity and of people and all these amazing things will happen, right? I mean, it doesn't offer you a hot tub full of hundred dollar bills. It offers you these really amazing transcendent gifts. Yeah. And those promises are the ninth step promises. Mm -hmm. Those are specifically the ninth step promises. Halfway through. So as a result, <laughs> as a result of doing the ninth step, you know, yeah. the eight before it too, yeah. of course, we can't forget those yeah. other ones. But as a result of at this point, we're at the ninth step. And if we're doing it, we'll have these absolutely incredible experiences in our lives and we will begin to transcend you know, the, the physical realm in such a way that we've never experienced in the past. Wow. And for, for you, that was a, that one set out as like a highlight of that moment. Yeah. Well, that was my first and it was amazing because the result of making the, the, wow. the amends was within no time, those promises. And, you know, I felt really, really, really amazing. And our relationship was uh, again, incredible. And it was just very meaningful to have this relationship with him as a result of doing the ninth step, wow. you know, and it's different doing a, 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 um, an amends to someone like that, that you had a resentment for that was impactful in your life. than like the people that I hit on the bridge, you know, right. with them, 
you know, I, I just give them money and say, hey, I'm really sorry that I did that. Mm-hmm. And here I gave you but money. But there's not ongoing deep relationship. There's no ongoing deep relationship. We're not going to suddenly, like, you know, they're not going to become like my you uncle and my aunt. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm not going to their house and I'm staying in New York for Thanksgiving. You know, so. so The becoming willing part is basically it, it ties with in the beginning you you were convinced that you're you wanted you're willing to do anything over victory over alcohol yeah you know so like that's why every step is directly tied to one like you want victory over this like are you truly powerless mm. are you going to manage your life in this area of your life mm. like this is the plan are you veering off the plan yeah. Like this is what you have to do. If you don't, then you're not going to live free of alcoholism right. or free of 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 yourself. Yeah. You know. I, I got a question for you cuz okay. just the other day I was at a meeting and this guy, it was in a treatment center, mm-hmm. right? And this guy was way into scripture. And I don't know anything about it, you know? <laughs> and not that I'm poo-pooing it in any way, you know? It's not like I'm saying, you know, hey, you don't need that. But the only way I was able to get sober was not through church. It wasn't through the synagogue. It wasn't through the mosque. It wasn't through any of these things. It was through AA and then through these 12 steps. Right. And then that opened up the door to me having a relationship with God as we know him oftentimes in religion. Right now I'm open to it and willing where I wasn't before. And, um, And I said to him, I was like, look, man, all I can tell you is that this program gives me a form. It gives me a, um, it gives me a system by which I can do things that I would have never done in my life. Yeah. Number, you know, number nine amends. I would never, like, I wouldn't even have, you know, no one's going to give me directions to make amends. Right. No one's going to give me directions to make a list of all persons I had harmed. Like all these things that we're doing in this program, they come from, you know, they come from the directions of this program. And so I asked them, I said, you know, look, I don't know what religion offers because I'm not in any particular religion. But how would I be able to do all these things that I've done in these steps if I was in a religion? Like, can you open up that book and tell me where is it that they're saying, okay, at this point, you're going to be making amends. At this point, you're going to be writing a list. At this point, you should do, be doing prayer. At this point, you should be helping somebody with taking them back through all these steps. And so my question is the same question I was asking him. Mm-hmm. If, if someone said to you, hey, where's the system by which I can do all these things? Transcend the physical world and be more spiritual. Yeah. Have a better conscious contact with God. What is the answer? Like, what is the Christian 12 steps? What is the Jewish 12 steps? Yeah. Where is like the easy, turbocharged, made for idiots like me guide to being consciously contacted with God and get to do things like you were saying that's so odd. And yet when we execute them are just incredible in what the, in what the payback is spiritually. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good question and well worded. Um, so l- I'll speak from the the Christian aspect because I wouldn't I, anything that I would say that would be connected to like a Jewish worldview would just be an outsider looking in. It wouldn't be from an authentic place. But I would tell you that um, I, th- for me, I look at it this way. I would look and I would say, well, the twelve steps are really a reflection or the outflow of what I see in the New Testament, right? So I, I find those principles in the teachings of Christ. I find those principles in the teaching of the apostles. I find those principles in the New Testament letters. Those are just simple. And we would treat those as like uh, a very similar, right? We would treat these, um, I don't know, principles or teachings or instructions as very um prescriptive, like, Hey, you got to do this. Right. So like with a lot of conversations, right? Like whether it's a men's group, whether it's a Bible study, whether it's personal counseling, whether it's marital counseling or whatever it is, there's this moment where something comes up and it's like, what do I do here? And it's like, the, the phrase we would go back to again and again is, well, what does the Bible say? Right. We would just go back to that principle and it would line up with what you're experiencing. Right. It would line up with the same thing. We would say, let's say it's a Let's say it's an offense issue. Let's say it's a resentment issue or let's say it's a, you know, your sin issue or whatever it is. It'd be like, well, we could do this or we could just do what it says. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I mean? We could just do, we could, we could, we could skirt it. We could justify it. We could make an excuse. We could come up with a valid reason. We could tell us all the things. We could make a list of things why we shouldn't or we could just 
do what it says. Do what it says. So right. the Bible says to make amends? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like we would just call it, we would use a different language. We would just say repentance, right? Okay. You know what I'm saying? The idea of confessing your sins one to another, repentance, the idea of, so uh, it would use the in, term in, amends. In repentance, you go and make amends? You go and say, hey, I've done these wrongs to you, right? Yeah. So you, you had to go. So re- real repentance is not just in your mind. Right, or repentance is you to confessing yeah. to somebody else, like, okay. "Hey, man, I, this is what I did. I agree with you. That the way you felt about it, that I wronged you, I agree it was wrong." So you repent to the person that you know and and then would you make restitution? Do you ask yeah. like, "What kind of restitution can I make?" Yes, or, or if there's like, anything else that uh, I'm leaving out. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, and so like. For example, like take Romans 12, right? Like you'd say, like Paul says, this is a wild statement. I, I love his prescription for relational reconstruction and relational renewal and the, the amends part of things. He has this phrase. He says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with your brother who's you've sinned against or the brother that sinned against you. Meaning that I can't control your reaction. I can't control what you're going to say to me. I can I can go through my mind like you do with your mom, like all the things, the reasons why I don't want to do that. I can't control any of that. Right. All I can control is me. Well, that's the same thing we do. Is like as long as we can tr- we clear up our side of the street. That's it. Clear the side. That's it's Paul's way of saying clear your side. Like you can't control what you know what I'm saying, this person's gonna say or do or how they're gonna react. So why are you thinking about it? Right. Can't control it, right? Just go to them, say you were wrong, or say that you were offended. Right. I was like, that's a hard one too. like reverse it. Right. A lot of times in in Christian teaching, we're talking about if you are offended by somebody else, go and tell them that you're offended. Don't let it don't let it sit there and fester. Right. What I was telling you earlier. Yeah, but, but about the way Carrie. You, yeah, no, yeah, no, I you would call it a resentment. I would yeah. say if that person sinned against you. Right. Yeah. Or you feel that they sinned against you. A person would go, man, listen, you really hurt me. Right, you did this. I was super offended. Yeah, I think well, you're full of yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and if they say, ah, yeah, you know, what I'm saying it's like, hey, listen, it's not my job to solve that. I'm yeah, just we don't apologize for that scene that right, to you, right, right? Right, right? And then if they're a jerk and shut down the relationship, I can't control the outcome on that. Right, right. All I can control is doing the right thing, doing doing that repentance part or doing that mending the relationship part. Right. Yeah. So, I, I guess what I would say is that in Inside of those steps, I just see we, we would we would call it internally we would call it teaching or discipleship, right? Yep. So we would just say, "Hey, this is what the teaching is. The New Testament teaching is on this," and then we would even take it one step further, which is different than religion or different than I think this is. I don't want to compare the two, but different than what I would see in like um, in whether it's just the Torah or whether it's just in um, you know. Um, what do they want to say here? Uh, the Quran or whatever, which is inside of the faith of of Christians. They're saying, "Hey, I have a relation. I sense a relational connection to Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to follow His character, right? So, like, I the constant question is for Christians. They would be going, "Well, what would Jesus do here? Right? What would He do?" Right? Would he make all these excuses? <laughs> would he? Would he worry about the outcomes? Would he? You know what I'm saying? Would he bury it further? Would he just avoid that person, or would he just? And it, that becomes for for basically for Christians that becomes the easiest answer. Like I just you know a lot of times as a pastor I'm sitting there going, okay, what 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 do you think Jesus would do? With this? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And yet it's it's the best answer. <laughs> it's the best answer. Right. 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 Because right, right. like the the life of Christ. The life, the writings about the life of Christ, it becomes so his character becomes so apparent that you're like, oh well, that's a really easy way to relate to a person. Sure, right? What would what would Christ do in the search? And then you you have to search your heart and you go, you know, well, of course he would deal with that. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know, like well, one of the only issues I've uh, I've had with Christianity, right? Like in the past, it's like whenever I'd see a fellow uh, alcoholic or drug addict mm-hmm. seek um, religion. More than they would seek this, right? Mm-hmm. They'd um they'd get the idea of like, oh, all of my sins have been forgiven because Jesus died on the cross for me, right? So why do I need to go make amends? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, like I get that a lot. I'm like, yeah. How do you even and make Paul, like, like that? And well, New Testament would and think about it, like New Testament writers, like Paul, great Joe, would say he would say that he would say, should we go on sinning 
so that grace may abound, right? Should we just go on sinning because we have grace, because God has granted us with mercy? Right. No, we, we don't have we don't not. have license to sin. Yeah, we don't have a license like a license to continue to bro- in brokenness. It's like, right. We should be living in gratitude, right? right? For mercy and grace, right? We should yep. be living with thanksgiving with a sense of like, hey, thank you God, like not like well, thanks, God. Let me go screw everybody else. <laughs> thanks for getting me. You want to hear the, the, you wanna hear the AA term on just that? Yeah. It says the alcoholic is like a tornado roaring his way through the lives of others. Hearts are broken. Sweet relationships are dead. Affected have been, um, affections have been rooted, um, uprooted. Selfish and uh, inconsiderate habits have kept the home in turmoil. We feel a man is unthinking when he says the sobriety is enough. He is like the farmer who came up out of the cyclone cellar to find the home ruined. To his wife, he remarked, don't see any, anything that matter here, Ma. Ain't, you, ain't it grand the wind stop blowing? <laughs> it's like after a tornado happened, you know, I was like, hey, I don't have to reconstruct my house. Look at it. <laughs> I, I guess what I would warn you about, and I would say all the religions, right? Not just, not just uh, Christianity, which I wouldn't necessarily call a religion, but I understand what you mean by it. Or whether it's Judaism, or whether it's it's uh, you know it's Muslim culture, whatever whatever it is, Buddhism, whatever it is, I, I would I would just caution everybody listening. I would caution you as you evaluate it: be very very careful not to interpret the the faith or what let's say the Bible says by the actions of people who have called themselves. Right. Like just because you call like just because you call yourself a Jew or a rabbi or a Christian or a How pastor or a been priest killed in the name of God. Like, dude, I mean, hello. Right. right? Like that. I think sometimes we, we look at the people who claim these names. Right. And it's like, dude. Just because they say they are uh, a follower doesn't mean that should be the way we interpret the faith, right? right? That's got to be separate. Right? Those two things are separate. That's a flawed human being. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to screw up, right? right? And if, I, if I'm if i waiting for them to validate the faith or to prove the faith, I'm going to be disappointed. Like, it's just a matter of time. Absolutely. Right? So I say that all the time here at the trend. I'm like, whatever you think of me now, when new people come to church, whatever you think of me, this is the best you'll think of me. The closer you get to me, the more flawed you're going to see that I am. And if you were hoping that I was going to be your example of like authentic, pure faith, oh man, you're going to be so disappointed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Look to Jesus, right? Look to God, right? Don't look to me, right? That that'd be crazy. Yeah, you're you a know? sign holder. You're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I mean, if anything, I'm a I'm a I can be a shining example of God's mercy, right? Meaning that I'm in need of it. Like, look at me; it's just a matter of time that I'm I'm going to have problems, relational problems. I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to screw up. I'm going to be selfish. Sure, you know what I'm saying. And so I'm going to need His grace just as much as anybody else. You know what I mean? So the idea that I would hold myself up as something different than you, or better than you, or more pure than you, or more together than you, that's the first step to disaster for all of us. Well, that's one of the things I love about <laughs> our program right. is what it does is, in a sense, anyone can be a spiritual being, even the biggest scumbag in the world. Absolutely. You know, And I know that's also a Christian tenet, too, yeah. that, you know... What's cool is in this program, your attainment of higher and higher spiritual, what's the word I'm looking for, you know? Enlightenment. Enlightenment. Whatever it is. The higher, the spiritual enlightenment has nothing to do with not necessarily directly related to your morality. Now, of course, you know, you can't be, you know, you can't be doing certain things and reach a higher spiritual uh, enlightenment. But at the same time, nobody is judged by their actions in as much as they are judged by how much they are working in the spiritual world, you know, yeah. working towards a spiritual solution. Well, it's funny because think about it this way. I always tell people this, especially Christians. I talk to a lot of fundamental, conservative, very sheltered Christians, too. And I'm like, I'm reminding them. I'm like, it's funny because we always, we always look at ourselves as like, and we call ourselves good. So it's like whatever sins I'm not dealing with, like that I I'm good on. Well, I've got myself together, you know. I, I'm not 
in a cycle of addiction, or I'm not, you know, um, cheating on my spouse, or I'm not whatever the sin I want to list up that's bad. It just happens to be the ones I'm not doing. That's right. <laughs> you know the ones you're doing yeah. are struggles, yeah. not sins. Yeah, exactly. I'm struggling exactly. with this. We're not going to judge those. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? We're not going to talk about what. I've never. I tell people all the time. I've never had anybody. I've been. I've been a pastor for over 20 years. I've never had anybody come in this office, and I have people in here all the time confessing their sins and dealing with stuff. I've never had in in 20 years. I've never had anybody come in and go. Hey, my struggle's gluttony. Okay. We live in America. Yeah. Have you seen the menu at like Cheesecake <laughs> Factory and no one has a gluttony problem? It's like 40 pages. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm saying uh, like it's it's highly likely that like probably all of us at some level are dealing with gluttonous appetite issues. Yep. Right? We have some of the – we're the heaviest country in the world. We have more than anybody else. But nobody's ever confessed that to me. That's right. Is, is it, <laughs> you know is, we're fixated on certain sins. Is it right. gluttony? You know? So, what are the big ones that people hey. do confess? Oh man, sex is the sex is hey, the big well, one. Well, I mean, sex, sexual unfaithfulness, sexual. It, hey, well, so that's, isn't, the, that's the main thing people isn't are, like, hung up on also, in America. Well, it's a lot more exciting to hear that. So, I'm, yeah, yeah, it's like I can't stop eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> hey, isn't gluttony also tied with um, like the consumption of more things too? Yeah, yeah, could yeah. be not just food, but usually it's associated with food. Yeah, I'm just saying in America. Like, it doesn't matter what the thing is, right? Yeah, it don't matter what it is. Yeah, you just want more. I just find it surprising that, like, that's listed as one of the seven deadly in our faith tradition. And, and we don't no recognize it, it here. No one's ever had it, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, these days, it. even if you have it, you can't even mention it because, right. you know, it's it's almost like you have to accept it these yeah. days. Yeah, that Whatever. would be— no, I don't even want to turn into a culture conversation, yeah, but that's, that's what right, it is. Right, right. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's crazy, too? I remember even it. worse. Right. Like, we've made it a good thing now. It's like, no, no, give Lizzo an award. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Somebody will – We'll delete that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> People will be upset. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's like a, it's like a, the third rail these days. I know. No, you know I know. It's, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. Do you ever sit back? I know this has nothing to do with the eighth or ninth step, but do you ever sit back and say, "Man, what I'm seeing"? Like, I don't know if it's because I've reached a certain age. Yeah. You know, like maybe at a certain age, everyone becomes more conservative and looks back and says, hey, the times before us, you know, we should really look to those times because- hundred percent. I'm in that. You're in that because I, in I've that. reached an age, you know, I was a liberal my whole life yeah. or, you know, just, just had liberal values yeah. my whole life. And this is the first time in my life saying, man, I, I don't, this is like a sinking ship. Yeah, it's not working and, out. And it's not, yeah, it's, things aren't, <laughs> things aren't well out there in, in the world and how I see things. And man, maybe I should get a passport and start the process of moving to another country where things are more conservative yeah. or, and I don't even mean in a political Wild, sense. Right? I just mean. No, oh, you mean value sense. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I see sense. why you're doing it because I'm doing it for the same reason. I look at my kids and I'm like, I've said it to them a number of times. I said, guys, I'm sad for you. I'm sad that you're growing up I fear, in this time, you know, because it makes no sense. It, I don't know how you live in this time. Because think about it; they're so young and impressionable, and they like going up and down. And I'm like, I just remember a time when these things were so much more fixed, yeah, and so much more like, like the 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 boundaries and the values were so much more pronounced. And now it's just like whatever goes, and it's chaos, and nobody's and everybody's on freaking Prozac, and nobody's happy, and everybody's yes. miserable. It's going. Down. It's like it is like the whole culture sinking, and you're like. Like, what are we doing here? This is a disaster. So know? give us, tell us, what should we do? I mean, I'm, I'm looking to you. I'm, I'm, not just, I'm not just mentioning this. I'm looking to you for some direction. You are a higher spiritual being. You're the authorized representative of God in this room. Oh, my gosh. I just, I, I mean, I don't know if there's a way to fix the whole culture, right? So I would say, the, the, re, the, the answer that I would give you is I'd say, well, when you look at a problem, and the problem is huge, what do you do? It's like, well, how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. So for me, I go, like, let's say I look like, I like take, for example, like, I don't know, like not a good example, comparison apples to oranges, but you look at like the homeless problem, right? So we'll say as a value, we'll say, well, how do we fix it, right? How does the, how does the Christian church come in and help fix the problem in our culture of, of homelessness and blah, 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 blah. And I go, well, do, we'll just say, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. Right. We can't fix the whole problem. 
Right. You can't fix the whole culture, but we can fix we can fix what's before us, right? So for me and for you, like as a dad, I would be saying to you, we can't fix everybody else's families and everybody else's kids and everybody, else, but we can start with our kids, right? And we can pour into them, and we can teach them and give them some values and a sense of direction and a sense of purpose and meaning and a spiritual life and like so then and then for me, somebody as like a church leader, as a community leader, I'm going, I'm coming in and going, well, that's the mission behind the school. Right. Okay. Let's create a place that's different than just the public school. Right. Right. Where values are upheld, where we teach things like honesty and we teach things, we talk about things like spiritual life and there it's okay to actually pray to God and give thanks before a meal. Right? right. Like we're trying to create spaces where it celebrates the values that we think really created, or at least it was the shadow of what we enjoyed when we were growing up. Right. Right. Yeah. Like what you're looking back to with some nostalgia. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, God, I was running from that. And now I'm looking back going, I think that was pretty good. Definitely. <laughs> and I think our parents were doing that before us. Yeah. That, and that's, that's actually great. What you're talking about is actually actively doing something. And sometimes I sit back and I say, you know, there's this saying, and I've been saying it for the last three weeks, mm-hmm. you know, wear the world like a loose garment. Okay. It about okay. 500 times a day. 500 <laughs> times a day. Because Wear I love- the world like, <laughs> like a loose garment. garment. Okay. I, I tried to find it. It's not in the Bible. <laughs> but it, but according to some Google some somewhere, Google, some guy. it's attributed to uh, a CC. Okay. All right. And what it means is to not let the world, you know, to, to not wear the world so tightly as to be uh, upset yeah. by... It's yeah. foibles, yeah. you know, by, by the I issues like that. that it has. I like that. You know, and so on, on the one hand, you're talking about taking an active role in the best you can, where you can be yeah. the most effective. Yeah. And on the other hand, I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should just not let, let it bother me. Like, you know, yeah. not let whatever, however society is disintegrating, yeah. if it is, you know, I don't yeah. know if my, my perception is reality, but it certainly feels like there's a disintegration yeah. happening yeah. and to just not let it bother me at all. And that the only concern I should have is my relationship with, with my higher power. I, I think you're onto something. I, I, I tell you, I, I just give you something personal, right? I'm not saying this is the answer. I'm not prescribing this. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just telling you what I've done. Right. I can remember that during the first, um, like up until Trump got elected, when Trump got elected the first time, I was a very uh, high news consumption person. As was I. Was I. Right. And then Trump got elected. And I just, it, like the the media just went crazy. And I just realized that I was getting sucked in to problems that I couldn't fix. Right. Like I realized I was just getting sucked in to these these debates about and I was like I have no power over any of this stuff and I just turned it all off. Yeah. I just turned every now and then You're living like me. Yeah, I just turned it off. <laughs> Ignorance. Right? Every now and then I consume some things right, that right, are, that right. are I think are related to either me or Florida or education or all this kind of thing. I consume some things, but I I was like a t- constant digester. I was a news junkie. News. Yeah. And, and it peaked around COVID and Trump. You know, and then funny? I, I began to recognize. It, was, it wasn't wow. making my life better. Yeah. You know, so it was I, making I my, had, so I think that's what you mean, right? It's like, it's like, there's a point in which you got to go, no, I'm not letting that in anymore. Yeah. And I can only control the things before me. I got the kids. I got the wife. I got yeah. the house. I got well, I'm glad you made the distinction because I was, I was starting to equivocate those two things, meaning like the world is disintegrating and I shouldn't care about it because <laughs> I'm wearing the world like a loose right. garment, you know? Yeah. And, and, and uh, I think you're reminding me that these two things are separate, that I can actively take measures to make the world around me a better place while at the same time wear the world as a loose garment I and not both. listen to the negative, you know, not get involved in things I can't control. hundred uh, percent. I believe you can do both. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's powerful. I do want to say one other thing yeah. because if it sounded like I was um, saying that religion doesn't have the great prescriptions that we get in our program, what I meant to say was that what I'm finding, the longer I stay sober and the more I do this and the more exposure I have to religions, mm-hmm. what I'm finding is that these 12, 12 steps, are they're just a, they're, they're distilled from the great religions, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So these principles that are mm-hmm. in there come originally mm-hmm. in these texts and in the scriptures and in all these things. And they're just harder to attain in religions because religions require 
more to learn, more to study, more to know. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I know what you, mean. Or, you know, sacrifice. It, it needs a more of a guide. You know, a, a more of a knowledgeable guide to take you through to get you to these prescriptions. I don't know. I think I I would argue that I think that I think it's funny because we you know we we're kind of affectionately calling um, this one over here. You know, we're we're calling Axel like the big book regurgitator or whatever mm-hmm. we're called the preacher, the, the big walking book preacher, big book, the walking the human big, big book, book, right? But I think there are people like that, right? And you're I'm sure that you've run into um, Jewish people of faith, and we run into believers where we go, man, this is a person who spent a lot of time in these mm-hmm. truths and. I think we hold that loosely though too, meaning that, so I, I got a guy that I really believe in and that when we we're talking about issues of faith and talking about the scripture, he'll bring something up and I'll be like, oh man, that's a really interesting thought. Let me think about that. Let me look at that, right? Mm-hmm. Again. Um, and I think that's, oh, I think that's okay. I think that we, we would just call that discipleship, right? Like right. you got to have, it doesn't happen alone. It happens in community. It happens in rooms. It happens in circles, not in rows. Right. Okay. That's the way we would say it. Like what happens on Sunday morning is great. We call that rose. Right. That's just me giving you something to think about. Right. But real change, real discipleship, real growth, real like spiritual growth happens in circles. It yeah. happens with us sitting, looking each other in the eye going, yeah, but yeah, you thought about right. this. Yeah. You, but like, that's what, I was, what about right. that? You know, right. you know, that's what I was telling him earlier. I was like, so every time I, I bring somebody through this test, I, I showed them the plan and I give them the goal. This is the goal. Right. Yeah. The goal is to carry this message. However well you can carry our our goal is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. I can't grow in understanding and not still not understand this book. Yeah. I can't grow in understanding and effectiveness and affecting your life if I have no experience with yeah. what's in this uh, in this plan. I like what and I would argue this point too. And I think you'll agree with this as I say in it. I think what I'm trying to delineate is the difference between true faith and religion, which I don't think the two things are the same. Right. In fact, I would argue that that one of them is is potentially negative. Right. Is and so I would think true faith is different than just man made religion. Man made religion is man's attempt to find God, and I would call faith is God looking for man. Right. Is the okay. opposite. Right. But and the example I would give with that is what we'd like. To, what we're doing. We're getting ready to go to Honduras, so we're going down. And this is the mentality behind it. Right. James, who writes one of the New Testament letters, says this phrase, and it kind of drives everything that we believe in, right? It says, true religion is this, is what he says. True True, religion. True religion is this. This is what he says. Okay. Okay? This is his definition. Yep. Take care of orphans and widows in their distress. That's true religion. And so so I think people of faith look at this and they go, true religion is not about being puffed up. It's not about what you know. It's not about like some sort of like or how much theolo- you have. Yeah, how about you? It's it's about taking care of the people God cares most about, and those are the people that in 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 a metaphor, it's we all need Him, but the people in our society that need have the deepest needs. At the time that that was written, it was orphans and widows, right? It was like, hey, these are the people that have to be cared for, that will fall through the cracks if right. no one steps up and offers any help, right? And in that, I think there's beauty, right? Like that's – you start leaving religion behind, right? And you embrace real faith. Yeah, and real, real faith and yeah. real practical things. Yeah. He's giving practical prescription on 100%. what you should do and like how, how you should. should stand on the firing line. Yeah. Right? So I get I, – look, look, I get it. Like as an – I get it as a – especially as a, as, as a Jew or as, as like anybody looking in that's – even if you were a person not of faith, that you were looking in at Christianity, modern, Western, evangelical Christianity, and you're looking at like arenas being filled up and it's a show and there's lights and lo- and you're just going – what is going on? Like, is this, this is the faith, right? And I get it, right? I, I do get it because I think at some level, if that's where it ends, if that's the faith or if that's what, like what real faith is, how we've defined it in the West, then it's all for naught. It's a joke. It's a absolute joke, right? That we would, let's do a laser light show and call it what Jesus wants us to do in the world. Like, what is happening? You know, you know what I mean? Like, what is going on? What's this got to do with it? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I get it. We're in the West. I get this the way we gather. I get corporate functions. I get the fact that we have to have some of this. But if that's where it ends, if that's where we spend all our money, all our time, all our effort, this is a fucking disgrace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a disaster, right? Like, that's where James comes along. He's like, you know what real faith is? 
It's not the laser light show. It's not the Sunday morning gathering. It's not like, you know, the cars, the pastors and blah, blah. It's taking care of people who need taken care of, right? It's taking care of people who need, who are at the very core of what Jesus cares about, what very core of what God cares about. So. Right. I don't know. That's my speech. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's awesome. Maybe, I think I, most people... I'm actually sad like, now that like, uh, I like declined almost, Honduras because oh, man, you know, now, now I feel really Indies. guilty and I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like I'm not going to, you know, get my spiritual reps in by not being on that trip with I'm you guys. Telling you, we're having a good time, but we go every year. Come come with us, Next man. year I'm with you guys. Oh, it's going to be... It's such a good time. I just love the work because it's like, who can, who, who can find a fault with going, oh, there's a bunch of orphans in a third world country... That need help? Oh yeah, I can get behind that. You know what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't get any purer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I can very, get very selfless. <laughs> very selfless. <laughs> Look at this guy rubbing it in. You were talking about sneaking away at night. You we were talking about. What do you mean? Weren't we talking about sneaking away at night? And, with, with Ray? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> to, to in Honduras. Good, good no, I'm just kidding. We weren't talking about that. We weren't night. talking about that. Good night. Good times. All right. Well, listen. I feel like we only got about halfway through that, so maybe we, let's come back and, and take two, a look at nine. nine part, part two, two and nine. Two. Part okay. two and nine. Because I feel like we only got to part of eight. Yeah, yeah. There's and a, I want to hear more about that prayer in part nine too. So, sick man prayer. Or no promises. The, the promises. The, the promises. promises. Oh, the I want to hear more about that. So let's let's come back to that. I call it the pitch. It's always funny. It's like. I don't want to say. It. Yeah, we'll, yeah don't, don't come run, back to it. Don't run. Okay. All right. Thanks for the next. Cool. Thank you. Made it. Appreciate it.